Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I, I, I impulse buy. I, I bought um, uh, kaleidoscope goggles. Yes. Because I was like. <laughs> Adam now furiously Googling kaleidoscope goggles. No. I know there's a certain type of kaleidoscope where it's like. I think a, I say there's a certain type of person that knows a person who buys them impulsively. Wait. No. There's a good kaleidoscope, which looks like a golf ball at the end. It's like a, a, you know, a, a clear golf ball. And they're awesome. They don't like uh, abstract like little pieces of plastic inside. Right. They just warp reality, and it's really really cool. Wow. So I was I know I was surprised. My my actually my in laws gave it to me, and I was like, this is amazing. So then I was like, it would be so cool if you just had goggles that yeah. had these. And then the ones I bought stink. They're like steampunk. They're for people oh. who do a lot of MDMA, and they're they're not <laughs> cool. The is point that, of a kaleidoscope is that you're not on MDM. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? To make to make sober people feel like yeah, they're like what I'm saying. Oh, so this is like the drugs without blowing a dude to get them. Exactly. It's like a five minute MDMA <laughs> commitment. Uh, are you what about the virtual reality goggles? Are you somebody who's partaken I've, in that world? I've done that a, a little bit. Yeah. I did where was I? I think I was at Google. One of the cool things about promoting crashing is that you get to go to like Google and Facebook. I was going to say, see well, how those people are. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different world, right? Yeah, Checking on them. It, it is. It, I mean, you know, they have a lot of cereal. That's what I remember. They had like every cereal. I love that. That's what you took away yeah. from it because that's what I would take away from well, it. I'd be like, well, yeah. they had Captain Crunch, yeah. and Fruity Pebbles and side every by side. Beverage. Yeah. Have you ever been to Dane Cook's house? By yes. Any yes. You know how he has like a lot of Stocks beverages. Fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all I remember from his house either. I remember that if king. you want an Orangina or a Diet Dr. Cherry Pepper, like you're good. He has them all. He has a Verner's. Yes. Or the, what uh, the fuck is Verner's when, doing when, here? When they have flavors where you're like, wait, you, you have Twix flavored LaCroix? Yeah, like, Twix LaCroix. Or like what Shasta, is that? Shasta Raspberry. Yes. Crystal Clear Pepsi. And <laughs> all things of nobody the dot comes. First of all, so you have this massage chair. They have a lot of those things that are nap pods, which is basically this, but it has fuck. like a... Remember in Spaceballs, they wear those giant yes. yeah. helmets? Yes. It's like a big one of those on a chair. I love that we all knew that. Yeah. yeah. We're well, all in our You know what? Good. <laughs> Good. I don't want to be hanging out with night. someone yeah, that goes like, neither. hey, do you remember Spaceballs? What's me that? Me neither. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself indeed. <laughs> but they have chairs like that where you can sleep in them. And yeah. then they have a lot of uh, food. Yeah. You can get like an unsweetened green tea in a can. That's how you know. Because that's <laughs> the bottom. Yeah. yeah. That's the bottom of the list of things you might need. 
Right. But they had it. Are well, there be- Google, there's Google lifers and then there's probably, do you think everyone that works there is just like, I'm all Google all the time? Or do you think they're like, no, man, I'm doing four hours of work because I'm getting 12 hours done in four hours because I'm that smart. Right. So I'm going to spend the rest of my time combining cereals and see which one goes best with the other. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be that comfortable if you're like one of the higher ups at Google because you hire, it's like the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember how Morpheus has to convince the people in the Matrix to rebel against the people that run yeah. Zion and he's like I'm talking to you because you all have an affinity for disobedience here's what I'm going is that the people at Google are all like rebellious iconoclastic way too smart super smarter than everybody mm. and then they try and get them to work like a regular job and no matter how much cereal you give them you know <laughs> this somewhere is the of Google pitching the rest of the staff somewhere in their brain they're yeah. thinking of something better than Google that they'll be leaving you for later and you're giving oh. them the calories they need to think of. holy shit and probably the incentives right? to stick around they're like laundry for the rest of your life a yeah. boss to take you would you, you want to from... hire imagine uh, I was going to say Jesse Eisenberg fucking what's his name the face Z- Right. Zucks. Yeah. Do you want Zuckerberg? Do you think the he's Zucks? To get are, you on a, are you on a name basis with Mark no, Zuckerberg? But I feel yeah, like he's Zuck, just... Zuck, Zuck, Zuckucker proxy. Zuck, <laughs> Zuckucker proxy. <laughs> Do you think it's illegal to give him a nickname if you're below him? Yeah. Like, there's got to be some sort of weird rule that he has that he's like... I've heard... Not of, don't look me in the eye, but yeah. he seems like a guy that's like, you fucking salute... Like, there's a salute or something weird. Right, if right, you right. call If you call me Zuckerfucker... Zuckerfucker is probably why well, that's Facebook the name of the- exists. <laughs> that's the sort of tormenting that makes you a genius. I was going to say that's the serial that, the that kind somebody of, pitched the and they got fired. Can the you kind imagine? of bullying. Zuckerfuckers? That's what I'm saying. He was called Fuckerberg. Yeah. Oh. Anything that that is, that, like Thomas Middleditch, one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. Middleditch, Little Bitch. Yeah. Uh, Holmes homo sure. like there's a lot of like Ray very gay Ray gay you know what and I had nothing which I was like ah! <laughs> no one can ever make fun of people ah! I'm, I'm I loved it I'm trying to like be like I was bullied uh, Williams midget uh, uh, what's the trend? no you know what my mom said I was perfect and I believed her so you are I'm very good. trusting I'm good you've always so been. funny <laughs> No, uh, but it, no, not but to say it, the bullying is good, but it's I bet true. that kid wouldn't. Uh, yeah. If he was better looking, he kind of looks like a, a newborn alien. You know what <laughs> I mean? Does. Like he just arrived <laughs> and he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a data. Never vibe. seen a Zuckerberg impression. That yeah, might have been the best one. Hello. <laughs> Just kind of confused he why people got, are hugging. He always looks like he just got here. Yeah, yeah. he just arrived. He's trying to well, soak sure. it all in, yeah. but also has like been here. He brought us amazing technology yeah. and from another world. it to Donald J. <laughs> What's his last name? I, 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 I don't know. know. I, he never talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> how, how do you... Um, that was uh, just the idea of being uh, in a place where you don't kind of uh, feel comfortable and familiar yet, joking about Zuckerberg being an alien. Yeah. How much of that... Did you have to kind of because in crashing, you know, it, which um, now going on season three? Yeah. Oh, that that yeah was I'm like yeah I should be working on it right now. <laughs> no, you shouldn't, dude. I love you guys so much. I left. First of all, I love leaving work. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say, if you you know when you guys do your own things, I'm mm-hmm. sure you yes. already are. But I'm saying if you do a show, it's great to be able to go. I got a, I got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it was very nice Sweet. to leave early to come do this. Fuck yeah. But there that the the weight in that was I was like. I should kind of be working. <laughs> well, that's good. But also, I think you're smart. Not in a real way. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. You We're fine. Leave. Everything's but, good. But I get that because, I mean, yes, it's called crashing, but it is the Pete Holmes show. Right, right. Which was, yeah. So, it, so it's like, it, 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 it is kind of a representation of you. Whereas if, if, you're a, if you're a side actor on the show, yeah. even though you're using your real name, if you're a comic, probably, right, right. like if it fails, it's not like so much. It's like, oh, well, it's I'm funny just, that you say that because, yeah. 
the, my talk show was called The Pete Holmes Show, and Mike Birbiglia was like, don't call it The Pete Holmes Show, right. because the headline will be, Pete Holmes canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be you. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. I, I didn't, obviously, I didn't take that advice. But yeah. then our ego steps in. And yeah, goes, and it's like, like, no, call it that. <laughs> it's the Birdman ego. Yeah. It's like, you deserve more. Yeah. I heard, yeah. The show after me. Yeah. I heard an old episode of uh, You Made It Weird, uh, your brilliant podcast with Joel McHale. Yeah. I just went to a taping of his show, and you were talking about that same thing about him calling the soup it was so funny yeah. like you were calling something about him calling the soup why didn't he call it like the Joel McHale show and it was for that oh is that right reason. and now he's the Joel McHale yeah. show with, <laughs> with Joel, Joel McHale, McHale. Yeah. well I mean which is at least even the Birdman he goes like that's a little much <laughs> At least that way, you'll never have like a uh, Vivian from Fresh Prince moment where one episode is just a new yeah. Joel McHale and we're just all you supposed to believe it. You had me from Vivian. Yeah. You had me at Vivian. <laughs> we're all 30. Tonight's performance of You Had Me at Vivian will be played by somebody, Vivian instead of Pete Holmes. Somebody told me there was a sitcom where someone, a character opened, I don't know if they did it, but the plan was to open the refrigerator, blocking uh-huh. them, and Love when it. they closed it, it would be a different actress. That's Ooh, how they what? were like pitching getting rid of a problematic person. I forget who it was. And people wouldn't Jeez. notice the jump cut. As yeah, well, I think they would notice. Oh, but okay. that's how they would be like, it's the same person. Yeah, yeah. like uh, magic's uh, not uh, in this world. Like that's <laughs> no. that's just a person looking in the fridge. That can happen to you. You can open a fridge, close yeah. it, and all yeah. of a sudden you by the way, like ha- Dolph Lundgren. It does happen. <laughs> that's what the butterfly effect is. I think. <laughs> how great were those kid commercials when an opening of a fridge was involved? That might be like I don't feel like I see those anymore for kid beverages. Oh, for like uh, Sunny Delight. Sunny Delight. I think it was the probably the Michael Jordan of those commercials as far as fridge involvement there was a lot of fridge uh, openings (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put a button at the end of that that's how you knew it was the 90s it was kids were going thirsty or hungry children (laughs) were opening fridges right like feverishly and they would find something yeah, yeah. Not, they would yeah. do something yeah. not anymore no. and you don't see the bite and smile anymore which is remember they they would do it before they would taste it I know there's a podcast yeah. but they'd put like fucking tricks yogurt in their face and they'd go like mmm <laughs> like, they'd, yeah. they'd like, be licking their lips as the spoon was coming right. out because the commercial was short right. and the Mormons couldn't stop advertising <laughs> That's how you knew it was the 90s. Yeah, you're right. Like, I still There's remember. a lot of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. When you share a little bit of yourself without even knowing. Because when you share a little bit of yourself, you find good feelings growing. I know more, wow. but because you what guys aren't that? joining in. That's, a, that's the Mormon jingle. <laughs> that was the song that was playing when a, like a very white, blonde-haired, like his hair was so blonde it was white, child was cutting green peppers for a pizza. They were making an old person. And then the message was like, be be a Mormon. So you can make pizzas for old people. You can also do it without believing yeah. in cold water. But, yeah, it, it, you know, you can you can do it and believe. And then there was one where a kid broke a window. Do any of these ring a bell? A guy comes no. out, big fat guy in a in a wife lover, <laughs> wife beater, comes out and he goes. Um, He's very progressive. I got I that, that from Queer Eye. A wife lover. And he goes, who broke my window? Is it a musical? And then, Yeah, and a kid goes. And it's, is he going to lie? A lot of yeah. them were about lying. And the kid who did it comes out and goes, I broke your window with my ball in my butt and I have to confess. <laughs> and then the guy goes, I'm proud of you, boy, for you have displayed courage of which heroes are made. And then they lift him up on his shoulder. So it's like, tell the truth. This is literally Learning like through Book of Mormon. Is like, I know. Literally. But why did they yeah. stop? Why because they're it? doing fine. They're doing fine. <laughs> the message caught on. 
They got all the money. I drove on the 405 past the Mormon Temple. That thing is impressive. I'm yeah. not even joking. This isn't yeah. a bit. It's fucking impressive. It really yeah. is. Like if we were cave people, would be like, whatever you got, <laughs> we'll sign up. How do we get that? Yeah, we want whatever made this. <laughs> Back when things were more simple. Multiple wives? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> do you uh, do you like going back to your driving in LA life or were you getting accustomed to the New York That's a good question. Walking? I, I, do, I don't... I. I have a, lo- a growing list of how I know I'm almost 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them is I love uh, like healthy cereals now, <laughs> like like a grape nuts. Oh, how dare you? Yeah. Like the lower the sugar and the yeah. higher the whole grains, the more. Like I'll, I'll buy it and still read the box just because I want to like like relish in the mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> Something that I would have, you know, killed my parents if they got me. Now oh, I can't yeah. get it fast Shredded enough. Shredded wheat. Yeah, exactly. None, not frosted. Not frosted. That ruins it. That's it. Not And not the shredded mini wheats no uh, no the one block I, I want the thing that looked like <laughs> one giant wheat a mustache like an aging gay man's mustache i say an aging face. gay man because i knew an aging gay man that yeah. we called shredded wheat because he had that mustache <laughs> did, you really? did, oh, yeah, yeah. did he have great abs or something is that what you call him shredded uh, wheat <laughs> no just because that's great it would have worked on two levels no he just had the mustache <laughs> okay so you're looking at fiber intake more than the cartoony fiber, character on the box. if i take a shit that's great i'll think about it for days yeah i'm pat yourself on the back oh my god i saw fiber gummies in there yeah who's fiber that's gummies? me baby yeah come on you should take psyllium husk <laughs> Have you fucked a silly? No, but husk? I need to. Every time I Have listen to your you podcast, yeah, yeah, I Can try. We just acknowledge I try, that sentence. I try and make it a little bit more. Uh, Welcome cool. back to Are You Forty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Uh, Are wait. you almost forty? Thirty-five. Okay, so yeah. I'm thirty-eight. Yeah. I'm about to be thirty-nine on the thirtieth of this month. When did you so start like to very ro- close? When did you start to round up to be like I'm almost forty? Like, does I it think start- that's what comedy is. It's like everyone else is resisting, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm almost forty. That's yeah. great. I can't wait to report on what forty is like for me. Like uh, Cosby, I know he's a monster. Uh, he put out a special called Forty, and mm-hmm. I remember watching that, and I was like, it sounds like a funny age. Yeah, it's like when things start going kind of sideways, yeah. and that's when things are. That's what's funny. It's like fucking funny it's to so, be like obsessed with fiber. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that, and I'm maybe that maybe that's the comedian brain where we're like we're steering towards the crash. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, this is gonna be good. Like, like I've never understood the guys that lie about their age. Yeah. Or I, maybe if you want to dye your hair or something, I, I know some good people that dye their hair. Sure, that's sure. a little bit different, I suppose. George Clooney. But there were all those guys. Clooney bag. Clooney bag. He doesn't do anything to that body. No. God's taking care of. Just He's got some shredded. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing just fine but uh yeah I, the comedians that are like i don't tell my age i'm like that's yeah. like a 1992 actress yeah. stereotype yeah and they, unfortunately it probably is still an actress sure thing. sure well jennifer anderson i remember on an, on an episode of oprah that i remember watching said i think it was when she hit 40 and she came out with probably extra energy yeah just because the episode was i think catered towards like, like how great is 40, 40 right. and fabulous so she came right. out doing a dance and yeah. then i think oprah's even opening line was just like are you 40 wow. and she's like yeah didn't you see that dance you know yeah, i mean yeah, i'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah. probably yeah, yeah. the opening chunk of <laughs> yeah. dialogue but but uh i remember her saying that 40 was the the new something and I don't want to say 30 it was like less than that yeah the new 20 yeah <laughs> whatever age you are that's the new 20 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's how it works which basically means we all just want to be 20 like my dad would always tell me stories about how his father died and he had to take over the oil business oil home heating oil and uh, whatever age I was that's mm-hmm. how old my dad was in the story <laughs> so when I was 12 he was like when I was 12 when yeah. he was 13 he was 13 <laughs> if he when told I was me six now, and a half I was running the company <laughs> I was the CFO uh-huh. although I do think he was like 
14 or something. Now, so he was in the oil business. Home heating oil. Home heating oil. I always want to call him an oil man, but that makes him sound like a tycoon or something. Yeah, and he's like a John Rockefeller. He comes home filthy with the same soot that colors Clooney's hair. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like a real no-collar guy. But then he also bought a bunch of real estate, so he like did okay. He's now, like he's the American dream. Baby. Now, wow. was is he was he represented in your character's father in in crashing? A little bit. It's funny that you ask because like the parents were the only people that like I I wrote it exactly how they are. Yeah. And Judd, who's usually game for almost anything, Judd was Apatow, like Judd yeah. Apatow, Judd Hirsch. Uh, was, was, <laughs> I was like, just about to ask what yeah. other Judd is actually there, Judd. Uh, <laughs> actually, the Judds. Actually, Judd read the script and he was like, uh, <laughs> and she was like. <laughs> Um, Judd Apatow was like, uh, no one will believe this. It's too yeah. creepy. Because my, my mom like sits on my lap and mm-hmm. used to. I had to put a... I've, I've since put the kibosh <laughs> on it. At age 35, yeah. I said, enough! Dude, it was a... Ra- I am a man! It was later than it ought to have been. <laughs> like You have to have those like a good relationship that like points out that your parents are really crazy. But at the same time, it's like when you look at other people's relationships with their parents, yeah. you're like, oh... What a great thing that my problem with my parents is that they love me too much. Yeah. And they want to be affectionate with me too much. I hear that. And, and then mm. at the same time, it's like, no, I don't want to correct you. It mm-hmm. is a little bit more damaging than it seems. Because my yeah. mother would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that like, why am I saying Too this? much is... I'm just saying be... it gets in the way yeah. of your real relationships. Because sure. you, you want to get real fucked up. You feel like you're cheating on your mother. Are you Italian or do you just look Italian? Look Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Russian Jew and a little Greek. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I, I just know certain communities. And I think maybe Lithuanians. I'm not sure that's what, where my mom's from. Oh, nice. Maybe Eastern Europeans. I don't know. But certain parts of the world, it's more oh, yeah. normal to live with your parents and stuff. My yeah. mom would have loved that. <laughs> she would have been great with that. That's got to yeah. be a tricky balance for the show, right? Because you do want to stay as authentic as you can. But, but we didn't want to gross them out. Yeah. yeah and you have to take uh, creative liberties to... And so what, what Sometimes is you turn it up. Sometimes you yeah. turn it down. That was the only yeah. time we turned it down. Gotcha. Every other time we turned wow. it down. You know, like you go uh, in the pilot or something. Pete's car gets towed and Artie smashes it into a dumpster. That's turning it up. Yeah. But... I know you guys know, doesn't stand up feel like when you come to New York or any city to do it, that it doesn't want you and it's trying to kick you out at yes. every turn. Yes, all and the that time. your car is smashing and breaking. And that's why, you know, we did it in New York. It's like New York and show business or comedy doesn't want or need you. Like as soon as you quit, there's another guy yeah. exact there's like Adam J is right behind you. <laughs> like ready to be a Russian Jew who looks Italian and worked at Universal Studios. He's like this close to come in. Yeah. So those things get into the the it's more powerful to lie. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. we'll be more true if we lie than if we just go like, I, I wrote pilots and I was like, oh, pizza, jerking off and eating Chinese food. Cause that's what it looks like when your wife leaves you. And Jed would always be like, shit has to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something has to happen. Thank God for that guy, huh? I know. How much <laughs> do now going to the third season though, will, um, <clears throat> does he, I mean, uh, I guess just in- involvement. You want him as involved as yeah. possible because he brings so much, right? Yeah. But I mean, does it get to a certain point to where you go, does he feel like he can step back because he doesn't want, he feels you may be growing in running a show the way you are on so many I levels. Think, and he doesn't want to, he's like, yo, I want to actually let Pete produce right. a little bit more because let's see what happens. I think that's very smart because I do feel him a little bit giving us like small increments, like raises in mm-hmm. control. 
cool. as we go because we are learning. Yeah. When, sure. when I was worried that, that we wouldn't get a third season just because we were waiting and everybody worries, um, we didn't like hear anything. Yeah. I was just waiting. Uh, I remember I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I was like one of the worst things about if we didn't come back isn't just that the show wouldn't exist. It's that this machine that makes the show yeah. mm-hmm. is getting stronger. Yeah. So it would be like. Just like firing Andre the Giant. He's like, but all I can do is wrestle. All I can do is wrestle. I can't do him. It I mean, sounds very offensive. Well, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody but, want the peanut? Yeah. That wasn't bad. That was pretty that good. That wasn't bad. Yeah, I do that line. But it, and that's a throwback to his old Planters commercials. <laughs> where he opened the fridge and goes, there's no peanuts in here. And they go, Andre, cut. The peanuts are outside the fridge. No one looks for cold peanuts. But they said they promised me cold peanuts. But in this country. That's the only reason I said I'd do it. All right. He's telling us so much. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time with the show, it's sort of it's not unlike being a stand-up comic. Imagine four years into stand-up comedy, someone saying you're fired from stand-up comedy. Right. Like you're canceled from stand-up comedy. Yeah. You can't you, you can't expand on this voice that you're that you're building right. and, and learning. You're, it's cumulative. Yeah. So it's like you keep getting small, small, incrementally better, mm-hmm. little bit by little bit. And that's one of the reasons like this season already, we're just writing now, is already like smoother and better and easier. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just because we know well, what you know, we're doing. Yeah. Now. I mean a little bit. I think about the, you know, Gary Shandling's doc was just on and stuff. Yes. And they yeah, would make just like started watching the first quarter. 20 something episodes of Larry Sanders. So those guys right. were like a super machine. We're only doing eight. Even by the end of the third season, we'll have done 24 episodes, which is the same as a season of sure. Larry Sanders. So we're not like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. We're not like figured it all out, but we do get better. Mm-hmm. And you do realize like which things aren't as um, vital as you thought they were. How so? Like you just kind of relax a little bit more. Cool. Like I'm getting easy. It's getting easier to have other people write things. I used to think I had to do everything myself. Yeah. And then other people, Judah Miller, our showrunner, would start writing scripts and they would be like better than something I would have written. And I'm just like, this is incredible. Yeah. I feel so like that's happy. normal though, right? If it's your show, you want to. You're, well, especially you're, coming from stand up. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, why would I let why anyone I? else write my wow. shit? Right. <laughs> but and then you have to learn how to be That's a an big employee. move to yeah. get to that point. So it's. And does do you hear that that's consistent with like three seasons in to be like okay I'm gonna like I think so you step start back to, a bit you're it's like a study in human development or something you're trying to notice who's good at what and then you're trying to learn where you can delegate because a lot of it is like effort isn't really funny you want to find out the Duplass brothers did my podcast Mark Duplass mm-hmm. did my yeah. podcast and he talked about just like if there's anyone who can do it better than you let them do it so yeah. you can save it for on set. Riffing like no one can riff like me. I'm not saying funny like me, bringing right. As my Pete perspective. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because my character is me, so I can. Right. Like I'm thinking about the episode with Artie, uh, the sixth episode of the second season, which I was t- if if anything wins you a damn Emmy. <laughs> yeah, man, that episode. The damn Emmys. The damn Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Emmys, and then there's the, there's damn, the Wait, damn Emmys. The Demis, hosted by Demi. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And, or but, Demi Lovato. Yeah. But in that so scene, many Demis. It, so I, many Demis. <laughs> For my producers of I Remember Vivian comes <laughs> so many Demis. And yeah. then I'm trying to remember the name of the guy from Moana. Because <laughs> he's a demigod. He's a demigod. Shit. Oh, uh, What's his name? You're oh, welcome. Maui. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How could I forget that? He loved cold peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Voiced by a wrestler. Voiced so that all made sense. It all made sense. <laughs> Wait, so. But anyway, I bring up what I was There's saying. There's a lot of episodes that can win Emmys, by the way. But that episode. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I was telling the story of how I used to be afraid that God would come back while I was jerking off. And that was an improv. Mm, and no one can hilarious. fly that in. You know what right. I mean? If he's trying to get me to talk about my faith for the scene to make it real and make it grounded. I, like it's not to say that the writers couldn't imagine something they could yeah but it's so much easier and if that's it's real. your voice it's you real. know how you would tell it it's exactly it's like riffing on stage it's the same sort of do you thing. do that yeah. in the writer's room too or like when people are um uh pitching jokes or even just you guys are reading through something will you improvise in a table read even like are you always trying to or, or at some point do you go yeah. all right this is what it is let me save that for the onset or is that judge i think one it? of the things we're learning is to get the script better and better because the second season we ended up riffing less mm. which was interesting the first season actually that's the that's the biggest thing i learned was stop fucking riffing really? so much really because i think all of us know what it's like to be a day player on a show and you're so eager yeah. so you can't wait to show them how every take I you know. have a new version I just did that and had to be reprimanded <laughs> no but, but, it, but it came right after a compliment so yeah. it was like wow it was are you a comic and I was like yeah, yeah. and they're like yeah, yeah we could tell because you were like blah 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 yeah. and yeah. then I took that as like alright fucking let's turn it up to, to level yeah, two dude, you know ludicrous too. speed and then the only uh, movie I've ever been in I was cut out I don't think it was because of this it would be funnier if it were and I'd tell it that way if <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was the case but they cut swaths of this movie it was her the Joaquin oh, yeah. Yeah. Spike Jones. Yeah. So Spike Jones had to come up to me and be like, maybe just do it as scripted. Because I was so yeah. eager. Yes. But then season one of Crashing, every scene I would riff beyond my character's ability to be sure. funny, beyond the reality of the sure. scene. It like your sense. wife is leaving you. Why yeah. are you like, I feel like Jiminy Cricket <laughs> and Pinocchio just kicked me out of the wood shop. <laughs> like, why would you say yeah, that? Yeah. That's not real to that scenario, not real to the character. But then you see how it's edited and yeah. you would just, it's not that you would be embarrassed. You would just be corrected because I'm editing it. And you're sure. like, what was I even thinking? Like the yeah. amount it, it took away from the stakes of the scene. Is that when it was just too? It was just a waste or... of time. Gotcha. It's just mm -hmm. a waste of time. Not that riffing is a waste of time, no. but you you, you, you got to do it to, to learn from yeah. it, right? Like, exactly. and that's the thing too that I think you're brilliant at on stage and in the show. Uh, apparently, from just being fearless with like, I gotta take chances. Yeah. To learn how to pull back, right? Totally. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. there's times when it's okay, and then there were it, I it just like. Making a show, and again, I'm not an expert, but what it became about saving your energy. If there was anything you could save your energy on, mm -hmm. save it, because it'll make the, the moments that you have to get for the plot of the show better. So don't like flare it off like a bottle rocket right. every opportunity. Yeah. But then a lot of the jokes that make it through on the show are riffs. Like I'm proud of uh, the line I said to Bill Burr. Um, I'm trying to act like I know about sports and I go, ah, uh, Jordan, best yeah. of all time. Yeah, <laughs> like Babe Ruth, but black and lean yeah. and jumper. Brilliant, by the Which way. Which is a rap. In context, yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And kind of reaction right after yeah. that. But you see, that's yeah. what's going on is mm -hmm. I'm just saying it. He's just reacting. Right. And it's But the trouble is you can't always count on yourself being in that good mood where you can riff. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you're just tired. And then the scene might suffer, so you got to make sure the script is good. That's, That's the other thing I'm learning. And yeah, and, and the and, and the writers. I mean, same Nazis. joke I make about Judd anytime people <laughs> yeah. bring him. I don't care for. <laughs> but like, but like, th like those. Yeah, no, these are amazing writers. Yeah, I Emily was so Gordon excited to see on. those names yep. and to be like, okay, that's why this, that's why this experience is so authentic. Yeah, as I told you before, we turn the mics on. 
this is the most authentic representation of stand-up comedy in the world of stand-up I've ever seen on TV. I really appreciate that. And, and then I said to you, I wish that was higher praise because it's been <laughs> portrayed so wrong a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's I mean, not, I'm not, not throwing shade wrong on Wrong and not even, not even, well, well, I will say, but also like accurately and deep enough. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like... I think like Louis does a good job. I actually, uh, yeah. I'm dying up here is, yes. is right a lot yeah. Of, yeah. for that most for of that the time. time. But like a but like a modernized and also modern starting in New York. The starting story, the origin yeah. story. Yeah, which let's be honest, it's always an origin story. You you and I were talking about what mm -hmm. if the show doesn't come back. We're always kind of going like, what's the next thing? Where's yeah. the next? We're like uh, pirates, like boring fat pirates. <laughs> I love I've been cereal. waiting to have somebody on this podcast call us boring fat pirates. Boring, dull, BFPs. Yeah. narcissistic pirates that yeah. haven't set yeah. sail ever. No. But I just mean like one of the thing, one of the lines I'm trying to get in the third season is um, someone telling Pete, "There is no making it. You have to make it twelve times before you make it." And even yeah. that is like a special slot reserved. I don't even Will know Smith. who makes it. Yeah. yeah, Jim Gavigan on on my podcast was like, "Never be cool, never make it." Because if you, if he he said this. He goes, "If you're on the cover of Rolling Stone, mm -hmm. you can only go down." So he was like, "Just yeah, fuck yeah, why, man. why poke the <clears throat> hornet's nest? Just stay with your fans, play theaters, do right. shows, whatever you want to do." He was like, "Never, never be cool." But how do you? But yeah, but how do you control that or try to? You, I mean, because you're if you've gotten to, I don't know. I mean, do you then downplay? success or try to not like if the show continues to go let's say you do another five six seasons and yeah. it's just like all these awards then do you like do you find the balance of pulling back like not doing enough a, a ton of press so that you're not crushing it even harder in other areas so that people aren't so that's not building into this big you know what i'm saying like i don't know if i understand what um you're so like how uh, do you keep the show from hold on over everything? i speak adam <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like do you do you have to well, he was saying just to not get so big yeah. and popular so how do you control that but like you're still wanting to make like let's say you're still in this uh avenue of like i want to make the show so great yeah but and it is and it's happening so that it gets so big oh. but you're like all right well how do i pull back a little bit without taking away from the show becoming oh that's interesting and that's yeah, what I'm saying, like I not know. doing because you crush the talk show. So I'm saying, so when why not do that part, like take yeah. away things that you can not, so that you're not out there right. so great that people are like. That I think you that's continue one of the things. Build. HBO continues to let us be like experimental and explore. Like when I was like, we want to explore the alt scene, and mm -hmm. they were like, okay. I was like, that's crazy. Like it made me really, really happy. Right. But I was like, that's what makes HBO HBO. But I'm. It's like it would be nice to have that problem where we're like, how yeah. are we going to cool the heat on the show? Like yeah. When, yeah. when you get named so many shows. People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2021, <laughs> then I, it's like, how I'm do you keep yourself grounded? Where George Clooney's face <laughs> flies off of his face in a car accident and lands on mine. And they're like, we know he's just wearing dead Clooney's face. But look at that man. Quick, bottle all the Clooney soot. <laughs> uh, how do you tone down the, uh, and how do you find that balance of like, being a established comic to like coming to the sh being so like even on the, the episode when you're um uh with your buddy that's doing Whitney's showcase yeah. show Henry Zabowski yeah uh and just having to like how do you tap into that um that new feeling and that that fresh startup of just like seeing all this for the first time right and 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 going on stage and and even like and then you you get these unexpected spots right. and doing well, but not... Not too well. Yeah. How do you... <laughs> you do the material... That's a great question. You do the material from that time. 
Like oh. that's sometimes people are, are like uh, they think we wrote the material for the show to sound like a starting comedian. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I, I have notebooks filled with what's the employee discount at the dollar store. Like I have plenty of those jokes. Do you have to even take down performing? You do. Yeah, you can like, see you know you what you need to bit. do is like. <clears throat> You want to take the the mic out of the stand and then put mm -hmm. the stand behind you, and even yeah. that you can't do that yet. You need I, to like that's a veteran move. You have to figure that. It's a out comfortable move. Do you later. do you watch? Do, like, did you pay more attention to maybe opening acts or maybe go to a couple open mics you and maybe I, see tendencies? Yeah, I should have gone to more open mics. There, it's hard to go to open mics. Yeah. Well, because then I mean, not, like not, you can not go to, to an your open mic for forty five seconds yeah. and be like, I think I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but not to your own horn, but you're. Pete Holmes, you have an HBO special. Right, so when you walk right. into an open mic, that that's like you can't really hide there. Yeah, I suppose. Although I just You're also a very tall man. <laughs> I know it's funny that you say that. See, you have this too. Yeah, as, yeah, as a dwarf, this is the right term. Yeah, right? Ve very tall man. <laughs> we were just talking about this because I was with uh, Joe Kwan, who's in the Avett Brothers, and mm -hmm. we were walking around the town. And Joe wears this hat, and he's got very, very long, beautiful hair, like. And he's just like a cool looking dude. So people are kind of already looking at him. Yeah. And then they're noticing that he's a famous dude. So right. I was like, that's interesting. I get that too, because people just go look at that ogre. And then they go, isn't that ogre on uh, TNT? And then we were talking about the Sklar brothers get recognized so much more yeah. by virtue that everyone looks at twins. Right. Like you yeah. just want to go look at that twin. And yeah. twins. Yeah. <laughs> ah, great bet. You right. know their bet? No. They do a bit about it. And twins. It's so funny. It's so good. Yeah. So it, when, like, I'll never be able to be like, hey, you're Brad Williams. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> you mean dwarfness trumps Brad Williamsness? Yeah. But famous uh, comedian mm -hmm. who is also a dwarf. Yes. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, people freak out. Well, it's 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 why I say, like, uh, uh, I once, in my teen years, like, I, I went to a meeting where there was a lot of little people and everyone was just complaining about how much their lives sucked. Uh -huh. And wow. I walked up to one guy and went, dude, I'm 13 years old. Is anything good? <laughs> is anything good about being a dwarf? And he looked at me and went, nobody forgets you. There you go. I thought, wow. Huh. All that's right. True. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got into an industry where that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And yeah. that is really true. It's true. The Sklars and the, twins, yeah. little people. <laughs> Basically, I mean, if P.T. Barnum Nick hired Novecki, you. Yeah. Why do I remember Nick Novecki's name? Yeah. Because he's a little person. Yes. And, and he's a, and a sweet yeah. guy yeah. and a talented guy. But I mean, you're right. It now, helps. Now, is there ever a time when you're making certain scenes? Do you hate Nick Novecki? Is he? <laughs> no. Is he? Yeah, we, don't change. Change. <laughs> we don't change. We don't change. Real quick. I only I hate like Dinklage. Something. Only hate Dinklage. Your Novicki transition was real sharp. Yeah, we all the, felt the Dinklage. The, no, the, the Novicki transition yeah. would be a great project for him. Yes. Harrison Ford stars in that. He has to. That's so <laughs> and it's a TNT drama. You got to be mad at Dinklage, though. I mean, that's sure. That's yeah. that's he jokingly shits on Dinklage a lot. Yeah. Dinklage. He's more and successful. then we just tweeted at him to try to get him on the podcast. I was like, enough is enough. Like, let's make this happen. And then somebody goes, that's his fan page. Yeah, it's a. He doesn't have a real Twitter? No. He's what? that cool. He's I not on guess. Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I don't know what that means to me. I used to see him in New York walking all the time. And? I, I didn't have the guts to say hello to him. Although one time I met him at Suite. You know, Seth Herzog, you said that room at the Slip Room in New York called Suite. And he would have, he'd always have famous people working the DJ booth. Mm -hmm. And it was Dinklage. And this is pre-Game of Thrones Dinklage. So okay. post-Station so station agent, station agent Dinklage. Which you were great in, by the Thank way. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck that guy. What, get that guy out of the way. No, No, that guy's great. But yeah. I mean, like, you that, could yeah. have all his roles. I want that, yeah. You could have all his roles. I know. You could have Dinklage. <laughs> what that, what's that guy's name? Is it, um, uh, uh, Bob. 
He was in Vinyl, the guy from Vinyl. Bobby Cannavale. Vinyl, yeah. Bobby Cannavale. Right? Yes. Yeah. You guys could do a Station Agent reboot. <laughs> I would love, uh, yeah. It's a great, maybe do the porn version? Sure. Uh, well, you guys definitely have to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to put it in the movie, but I want to see it. I, mean, <laughs> I just want to see it. Just for inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep the crew happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But uh, <laughs> apparently Dinklage is a uh, comedy fan. I was like, I loved you in The Station Agent. And he was like, forget The Station Agent. That was such a great show. He, he was just thrilled about everybody doing stand-up. Wow. Oh, he has to hate me then. Because, or know yeah, you. you found it. I don't he's know. He's got to know you then. If he's a comedy yeah. fan and a dwarf fan. I don't, I mean, do you have that, though? Because other tall, yeah. soft, blondish So you and comedians. Owen Benjamin just chill. Dude, Owen Benjamin. No, I was going to say, I, I, girls have squeezed my butt thinking I was Owen Benjamin at the improv. And I, I, I'm, I'm not Owen Benjamin. If, yeah. if there's one message I can get out clear, I'm not Owen Benjamin. Yeah. But like, I've always been harder on people who seem like me. This is back when I was doing open mics. That was more of a thing. Because sure. I was like, there's like two guys vying for the same position. Right. Do, you don't feel that way uh, about other... I there there yes probably deep inside me I do yeah. but I can't look at another little person and be like stop yeah, trying yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. no you got to do you got to do the best thing that you could do right and I wouldn't want anyone when I was starting up to be like no there's already a dwarf comedian right 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 Tanya Lee Davis has been here already right. he can't be here that's a deep cut for the comedy fans that's out there that's hilarious but well, you do run into that you couldn't you certainly couldn't have I'm I'm not saying I think this mm -hmm. you'd very rarely see a comedy lineup that had two little people on it yeah and unless, that used to be a problem with black people I yeah. we would see it they'd go like well we a black guy three white guys one lady then a white guy like you can't have too many this was the old attitude i hope it's changing <laughs> me too but you see it a lot you still see it with women sometimes yeah you still see it with all minorities or different or all non-straight women yeah what am i getting serious anyway <laughs> my mother loved me too much and it was yeah. damaging how dare you how so, uh, dare you back to you two fucking for a film yeah, yeah. wait no it was you <laughs> guys was us. yeah no i know that's what uh -huh. i was saying it from oh, his yeah, perspective yeah, gotcha. how dare you Nivicki transition all right so um <laughs> what what do, uh did you have a favorite and I'm, if people ask you this all the time, I don't want to do repetitive questions Please. with you, but I just um, uh, enjoy the show so much. And Thanks, I want man. to know, um, do you have a favorite episode or even scene? Like, I mean, I don't want to get too big with it, but like, yeah, sure. Or, or, um, or world that you felt like you portrayed to people that don't know, like the NACA stuff. It's funny. Cause that's what I was going to okay. say. I'm very proud of the NACA episode. For our people. So many people don't know. <laughs> I had so many friends who obsessed with podcasts. You watch your show and were yeah. hitting me up When would they about, know about it? When would they find yeah, they, out? You, you wouldn't know. Like, That's at, what I was like. We're going to pull the curtain back yeah. on at, real show biz. After the NAC episode, my wife literally looked at me and went, that's not really how it is, is it? And I'm like, yes. It's worse. It's worse it's than worse. that. They're like, what? Shows during the daytime? I'm like, yes. I Well, yeah. I'm glad she picked up on that. That was a bigger plot point was yeah. the idea. We had to cut some scenes where Pete's like, I'm on it. Five and that's bad. Mm -hmm. Five p.m. You want to be on at nine a.m. because they spend <laughs> their do. budget before noon because they just want to party. Like a lot of oh not not God. everybody, but there's all this like NACO wisdom that we were trying to sneak in there. Mm. But like I, you know, one of the other great things about being a producer on the show is that you can like really fight. There was that shot of Jamie who. Doesn't, I wouldn't say she bombs, but she doesn't do a NACA-friendly right. act. She does a lot of abortion jokes. Abortion jokes, rape yeah. jokes, stuff yeah. like that. and um, Which is obviously her right as an artist, but then it's not going to play with college kids. Right. And they tell you not to do that. All that mm -hmm. stuff is very real. You mm -hmm. get told 
It's like TPS report style. You get told over and over and over yeah. what you shouldn't say. So she she goes the artist route, and then as as a producer and you know helping in the edit, I really pushed for as long as we could a shot of her just standing there and no one booking her because yeah. that's what NACA felt like to me. Yeah, not all. I did one good NACA, but the other ones that I did, you stand there. And no one and wants then, to even look at and you. And then you see some juggler yep. that's got a line yep. down the block. Because he and and uh, I wish we, I don't want to shit on jugglers, but uh, well, we have a very large juggler <laughs> contingent that listens to this podcast, Pete. So choose your words very wisely. <laughs> I know. When did I become so spineless that I won't even tease the juggler community? But. Let's say this shitty fictional juggler. <laughs> Much love to my jugglers uh, and juggalos. Well, I love juggalos. I love the yeah, assembly. Let's of get the them juggalos. all. Get, if you uh, ever do that show, I yeah. will be in the audience. Isn't that? Have the, you gone to that? I haven't gone to that because yeah. I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is. Intimidating. Do you know what we're talking about? The juggalo show? Yeah, it's not the assembly of the, the juggalos. gathering. Gathering of the juggalos. And they all drink fago. Fago oh. and throw it at the scale. Apparently, they're really lovely people and they love yeah. comedy. That's what I've been told when I've been pitched that show. But I've never, <laughs> I've never been able to do it, and uh, I am a little bit scared to do. Do you it. have body armor? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not saying you would ever need it. Uh, <laughs> but my favorite scene in that, uh, in the NACA one, is when Jamie and I have the fight, and then oh. Pete says. Uh, you can open for me. That, that, that made me, my yeah. spine, <laughs> my skin crawled when yeah, you said that yeah, line. Because yeah. as a comic, we know what that means. Yes, you don't like. I've seen people get mad. Yeah, people I know, people I don't know, because somebody asks someone to open for them. Yeah, and that's this moment where you see, oh, you think you're better than me. Yeah, which is like it happens, especially when people are close in power. Yeah. Right, like. I, you know, he's Mulaney's so huge, but like yeah. if, if uh, five years ago before he really exploded, if I was like, would you open for me? That would have been a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? I, we were dear friends. He wouldn't have gotten mad at me, but he yeah. would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. We're, ex we're in the same lane. Yeah. You know? Now yeah. I'd open for him happily. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? Radio City? Yeah. That'd be a thrill. No. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's going to happen. That scene, like, I could feel that line coming and. I don't really, I don't really talk back to shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that scene, I'm like, don't say it, yeah. don't say it. That's what makes me proud. Is that I showed it to my wife, and she was really crawling. And then the roast when we roast each other, and Which you are just real see, roast jokes. Yeah, they're real roast jokes. We got Mike Lawrence. I mm -hmm. wish, I, I wish I was better with names because we got some really, really good roasters on there. Tony Hinchcliffe, right? Tony Hinchcliffe yeah. was there. He was helping out. Jeff Ross helped yeah. out. Also great to to show that world and something that has that show has really. Yeah. Um, uh, just added to the coolness of comedy, I feel like, right now. Yeah. Right? It's just been another well, that's what avenue. Like. And you're being like, oh, and not just showing a niche thing. Like, I yeah. think the roast battle got pretty nationally um, uh, known about. It. And now right. you yeah. see all these spawn off shows and people wanting to roast. And, right. and even, uh, like, I don't, even being at the airport, like, I, I'll see guys. Uh, TSA guys shitting on each other and somebody be like oh you got ro it's just like yeah, it's such a known roasted. thing of cu culture now. it is and, and roasts in particular are a gift to people because it shows all of us how it's okay in fact it's very cathartic to tease each other in yeah. that way like I my, I was I used to be like my character who didn't understand what it was about yeah, and right. now I'm like if you really dig in there and tease mm -hmm. the shadow like the dark part of yourself it really makes your life better 
Yeah. Some people can't handle it. Maybe you yeah. wait 10 years or something yeah. before you do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys can't wait to get roasted. Or do it through Skype first. Do it through <laughs> Skype. Do so it that, as a persona. Yeah. <laughs> they do do Wear a shredded like a wheat mustache. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Character. But I was really proud. Anything that I can show that shows uh, the struggle of stand-up makes me really excited. Yeah. And that's the, that's what the third season will have some of, which is a little bit of what it's like when you work the road and the dynamic. Yeah, because yeah, because I was gonna say like. now that uh, uh, the the character and go back and watch every one of the episodes, but the character right now is experiencing a little bit of success. Yeah, and that's sort of the transition, like because you can't do this show for eight years and have him always be on couches. There has to be a point where he kind of right breaks through. Exactly. So is that like, are you tempted to do that now? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm saying about you have to make it 12 times. Is, yeah. as, as we all know, is there's these moments, and really, we, we haven't figured it out yet, but I might want to have my character be the type of idiot mm-hmm. that thinks when you make one break yeah. that you are now it's golden. Done. Yeah, You're it's now, done. You don't have to work. You can be yeah. a dick a little bit. I knew guys that got um, Montreal and therefore didn't submit to like Premium Blend, which was like, live at Gotham, yeah. you know, because they thought it was beneath them. And I think that, and I don't look down on those people. I understand it's intoxicating mm-hmm. to get something and you finally got it right. and you got it first or whatever. And now you're just like, here we go. But there's not, I mean, Fitz was telling me a story about a guy who got a writing job on a pilot or something or wrote on a pilot and sat at the comedy store smoking him, smoking a cigar and holding court. And Fitz <laughs> just like tore his nuts off. Cause yeah. it's like, that's not what this is. No. And that's what I like, you know, not to, I hope I'm not getting too heady about the show. We're trying to show that the process is, it's like, it's like, it's long, but it's also, it's not about rushing to get somewhere. Right. It's about doing it and we like doing it. being a thousand percent. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, it's like Seinfeld said, there's no comedy awards because being a comedian is the Yeah. We get to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get to be a comedian. We get to be fascinated by cereal. Exactly. And it's expected. Yes. But, the thing about the show, another thing about the show Thank that you. I love is that you are showing... Oh, sorry. That was my second water. I just put a little further away <laughs> so that when I get real thirsty, I will get up to go get it and burn calories. I'm wearing yeah, a Fitbit on my second dick. What's water. <laughs> sorry. That was my second water? <laughs> that I put, that is which is so something funny. someone would say after getting one riding job. Yeah. They'd be like, uh, uh, that's my second water. What are you doing? But, but I mean, like, why you're doing anything is a very yeah. interesting question. And you're showing the stages of stand-up yeah. because so many people don't know that there's so many levels to this business. They just think it's like, oh, you start, you go to a booth, you say, hello, vice president of show business, I'd like my jokes now. Right, right. They hand you your jokes and then you're gaff again. Right. Like, <laughs> Which is actually what happened. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> I love... Very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. He did. <laughs> I love the dynamic you have of also like meeting people you look up to and seeing them be cool to you and some kind of jab at you and be a little more right. hard. I can't remember the one episode when you came and you uh, um, somebody at the cellar gave you shit for you bumping them. Yeah, Greer. Yeah. Greer mm-hmm. Barnes, yeah. And that was... It's but then, both. But then you ended up chatting and becoming yeah. chummy. And it was right. like, there is... That, that's what I love is. that. And I, I appreciate that. And I like how people... Because I, when I pitched the show, I was like, I don't want it to be five friends right <laughs> i've never had five friends yeah that's friends <laughs> it's like chris rock's life yeah, yeah, line yeah. i don't have five friends now yeah. yeah um because like what comedy is is like when's the last time i saw you guys when i did this podcast i mean yeah, i've seen probably. you more yeah, than yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like that's what being a stand-up is you you're a little bit of a troubadour mm-hmm. and you just get used to it yeah there, there are people that i'm like 
That's one of my best friends. And I'll talk to them once a year. Yeah. And that sounds sad. It's not sad. No, it's just real catch right up. Vaudeville. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I haven't seen George Burns in 12 years. <laughs> and, you all, and then when you see him, you don't even talk about it. No, yeah. you just have stories. Like, I love that when you, with your character, uh, met Melissa Villasenor, yeah. he geeks out for th- 20 minutes yeah, yeah, of just yeah. like asking asking all the SNL questions, which I've done I've to done SNL too. cast members that Me I've too. met. I really and also, wanted to people who aren't comedians that watching mm-hmm. that would be like, that's what I would do. Of course. And that's what Pete does. He's yeah. so he's such an idiot. <laughs> and but I, love, I, I am too. I was that exact kind of idiot. I love knowing that you and Melanie are friends. I still am that because when I saw the episode with you and Melanie, and Melanie was kind of a dick to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he was so funny. I, yeah. I, I, just, I hope we can do more with him because he's so amazing. Yeah, how is it? How is that process of you just uh, because you have all these relationships with uh, most people kind reaching of. out personally? And is it like cooler to do that? Or are you just kind of... You can, although... Let it, casting do it. No, it, it's more like you tell casting who you're thinking about. Yeah. And, mm. and and then obviously if you can call personally, that helps. But then you're, you're dealing with scheduling and stuff. At some point, somebody else yeah. is going to have to get involved. Is it uh, awkward running into comics who have not been on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like every once in a while we get um, shit because you do want to help. You help use utilize yeah. these yeah. are great funny people yeah when and, is the naviki williams episode uh, <laughs> about two dwarfs on a show uh, and the fight they get into <laughs> yes i mean we have a few drafts yeah <laughs> but i mean it's i funny. want that episode where where someone just runs in the cellar and goes dwarf fight outside yeah. <laughs> oh my Vicky. god All right, I'll I, have, I have a bit about reaching up to a high shelf i have a bit <laughs> i have a bit about baby gap that oh fuck you god. that's my bit no Vicky. That bit Mid- Midja, remember? Midja? Yeah, he he. It was. I love Nick Noveggi. I'm saying this in full confidence that he may hear it. It was always interesting to see him do it mm-hmm. because he said that Midget was. Well, I don't even like saying that. Yeah, was like the N word. Yeah, which is fine, which yeah. is true. I'm sure to him. Mm-hmm. But you'd see him do it with large groups of black people in the audience, and it was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like. I'm not saying it's not true, right. but you would feel the resistance. Yes. You know the pheromone that people yes. release when they're like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Totally understand. Right, you, you have a version, I think, of Well, Samantha. sure, because every, every every dwarf has that. So that can be the bit that we fight about. Because, Brad, go. wait, yours is, which I love. Yeah. That you was, uh, that, yeah, that you was. You did it on special. Uh, you say Midja? No, no. I, I don't say Midja, because that's Nick's. <laughs> uh, so what I do, I'm trying to think back. Yeah, uh, because, yeah, some people say that calling a dwarf midget is the exact same as calling a black person the N-word. I say, midget, please. No, <laughs> it's not the same, because uh, the N-word refers to slavery. Midgets were never slaves, because we would have been the worst slaves on the planet. That's Slave, fine. fetch me that jar. Second shelf, boss, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, I'm then proud you have the... of you. They, or do you say, we do make cookies? I mean, that's... that's uh, I mean, that's a whole nother that's like chunk. A thing? That's a whole nother thing. Is dude. that a chunk? Of course. I, I you can't be a dwarf and not have I a We Make Cookies I, chunk. Ah, Come on. You're welcome for the cookies. <laughs> yes. When you go on the road, mm-hmm. it must be easy, fun, because there must be certain jokes that if there was another little person on yeah. the show, well, we can't. You got to do your best shit. But on the road, you literally could go, you're welcome for the cookies. And people would be like, this is, <laughs> this is what I that's, wanted. That's your knack of punchline. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's you have a good knack of set. You're, yeah, you're you welcome for it. the cookies. Pete does his. You're welcome for the cookies. What was uh, gas it up? Yeah. Gas it up. Oh my god. I can't <laughs> How many I versions in the writers' room did you come up of like what that would be? Well, it was the only one that made the script, gotcha. and then I was waiting for Jed to nix it because it was kind of 
broad. That's the point. Yeah. And he liked it. And I was like, I can't. Even on the day, I was like, I can't believe Gas It Up made it into the show. Did so the funny phrase how... come first or did the jokes come first? The phrase came first. The fr- the, so the phrase came first and then you had to write jokes that actually fit the phrase Gas It Up. I can't remember who said it, but I think it was just the idea of what could you buy at a gas station? Because I like the idea that he yeah. runs out to buy merch. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting thing, man. There's just like the conundrum or the choices that we all have to make i love in the born movies there's mm-hmm. a moment where born uh jason born meets another jason born you know they're in yeah. the same yeah. program yeah and he and they're on the roof it's the end of the second one i think and he goes look what they make us give right that's what i want crashing to be for comedians <laughs> it's just like look at what they make us give yeah. like the idea that we have to kind of like figure out our brand and give mm-hmm. shit away and wait for kids to like an 18 year old kid is in charge of whether or not you get to eat that month. And you have to like figure it out. Like yeah. when are you going to play ball is a very interesting question. I think for every comedian. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, that's a debate that was covered in, in that episode where yeah. your character plays ball. Yeah. Your girlfriend, does. Allie does not. Yeah. And then there's, it's like, okay, this well all the time, what do you do? Do you be the true artist? And do you stand up for, you say, no, I'm doing my voice specifically. I'll, right. I'll never bend. Or are you the businessman? I always, I don't know how I feel about myself. I feel yeah. okay, I think. Because mm-hmm. I always went with, they're hiring me to entertain college kids. Right. So show them that you can do that. Yeah. But I understand if people are like, that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to move the needle. I'm trying to be true to myself. But like when that choice always came to me, like I know people that open for clean people and they'd be dirty and they'd be complaints. And I'm like, well, don't be dirty. In yeah. front of the clean guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're like, fuck that. And I'm like, I'm an I artist, get yeah. it. Um, but I always just lean lame. I'm lame. <laughs> I'm always like, well, they, they're giving us a, a tidy sum <laughs> to entertain them in the yeah. way that they deem appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it just doesn't irk me. Maybe it's because I grew up religious, but if someone gives yeah. me moral confines, I'm like, mm-hmm. I understand. Because yeah. you say um, Jesus Christ in vain to my mother, mm-hmm. it offends her. So I, I grew up in a world where it was like, okay, with different groups, what are the things you can't say and you, yeah. you can say? Very and, comfortable for me. <laughs> have you had people reach out to you, young comics specifically? Uh, like, you know, because even at our level, uh, which is the top, baby. <laughs> ah, I love it. Which, Look you know, at this table. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice table. This, this is a top nice table. table. You said that in joke tone, but it's a no. it's a very nice. It table. is a good table. <laughs> this table was left by my old roommate. Do you roommate. both live here? No, no. just me. Uh, yeah, no, that would make the show better. And, uh, and the comedy, yeah, riper. If I was like, good night, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> and do you leave the podcast set up all the time? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I gotta say, like, I love being married. My wife is. Uh, when's this coming out? Uh, Monday. Yeah. So a few days. I guess I could give you the the scoop. We haven't announced it, but she's pregnant, which is very exciting. Oh, my God. Okay. This is baby number uno, right? Numero uno. Oh, my God. It's fun to break big news on your podcast. That's like I Like I think anyone gives a shit. They do. I I mean, I do. We do. It's very exciting. So thank you for saying that, and congratulations. That's a big It's a girl. We're very excited. Oh, Mazel. Thank you, man. It's weird to say, but we were hoping for a girl. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's weird. I don't know. I just, I just like the idea of raising a young lady. Like you would have been, su- like if it was a boy, you would have been boy, like, no I thanks. Shifted yeah. immediately <laughs> to how great that would yeah. be. But I, I like. We both like the energy of of female energy or whatever it is. Little girls is great. Yeah. So is it's, there an extra level? So excited that you're pregnant, and then I mean, next level when what you were hoping for with a girl. Out, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's and it's we got pregnant almost right away. We got married in October, and she's just beginning her second trimester now. 
Um, wow. But the reason I brought it up was, so you leave this up. My wife is the coolest in the world. I love her to death. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to leave mics on the table, it's fine. But it reminds me of the type of single lonely man I am. Single <laughs> lonely man. Like the lack of family in your life. Yeah. Like Val yeah. is yeah. great, uh, the best, and she'll come with me to shows and stuff. But recently, I had to go to a show, maybe at the store, yeah, alone. Mm-hmm. And on the ride over, this is so embarrassing. I caught myself just pretending I was Chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course I'm joking I wasn't like being yes, Chris but yeah. I was like this is him every night yeah. meaning you, and oh and she was going out yeah. usually if I do a show I love to I, it's not that I'm I don't, do we, people even say whipped anymore that seems like yeah. outdated but I love hanging with my wife yes. especially while I'm working during the day that's our time so yeah. I usually leave but she had plans all night and I knew she was going to be out late so I'm driving to the store mm-hmm. I'm and getting no, there early yeah. for the long hang yeah. Yeah. like I'm going to watch Neil Brennan yeah. I'm going to yeah. watch everybody yeah. and fucking hang out and maybe I'll uh, I don't whatever dropping on some shows and exactly. like just go around to the different rooms and maybe there's an after party or an after bar and or whatever it's not the hell. to say that all that's gone but yeah. now I I look at you with your mics on the table and I'm kind of like, cool. <laughs> like, a lot wow. Of solo drives. What, exactly. Yeah. You're Crystalia. Yeah. No, with no. worse now, shoes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I got to kind of switch topics, but kind of sure. saying the same. Away run, from but, me pretending to be Crystalia. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you've hosted a podcast before. <laughs> we can do 10 more minutes we on that. We usually stay on this. Uh, you've had now a little bit of time to uh, take it all in, but are you, are, are you nervous to be a father? Are you excited? Both? I am, I'm, I'm 38. I've always wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And when I met Val and we got married, I was like, this is obviously, that's like why one of the big reasons we got married was we wanted yeah. to have a family. So it hasn't yet freaked me out. I do notice I'm, this is such a standard thing, but you do start noticing you work a little bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know not just I mean? for you anymore. Yeah. It's such a cliche, but I, I'm, it's easier before I go into crashing, I'm working on a, a book and the, the yes. morning hours. Thank you. The morning hours. A book are the about best religion. Time. It is about religion. It's also, yeah. it's like a spiritual memoir. It's a, it's okay. a memoir through the lens of my spirituality. Uh, that sounds terrible. No. <laughs> well, no, but I will no, say I this. No, I just mean like, it's, it's a memoir about yeah. growing up religious and losing it and whatever. And, and gotcha. it's so rare to find a religious person in comedy. Sure. So and that's that's my cause, angle. Because yeah, your that's my angle for your sure. religion gets tested, like when people surround themselves with other people that only think the same way they do. Right. Th- their faith is never tested. That's what crashing is about. Yours has been tested. These guys are like, let's go get hand jobs. I'm yeah. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way. I didn't do, and it wasn't because of the love of the Lord. It was just like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make awkward eye contact. Are they Purelling? <laughs> I need to know the Purell situation. I didn't see any Purell. You're doing yes. it with Purell. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the only way I can come get it in the hole. Um, but yeah, as I go off the alcohol and the urethra yeah. joke, I know it'll probably get more intense and I know it's crazy, but what Val and I say, because you can't be ready, mm-hmm. is we're ready to not be ready. Like things are like pretty stable. That right would be now. the name of the parenting book that ready you Ready to not be ready? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great so title. Funny. Yeah, there you go. Because we know it's going to fucking freak us out. Everybody loses their mind. Sure. They lose sleep. All yeah, it seems stuff. so terrifying for me right now. And and you're like, really? But look at that table. But like, uh, <laughs> but you're ready for a family. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I. Uh, I have nieces and nephews and I'm obsessed with them, but I, and I know I probably will have kids, but the idea of it right now, and so I'm wondering, but that's probably how it is for everybody. I Even feel, as ready as you are, yeah. you're probably still, there's a piece of you, probably more excitement than scared, right? 
Totally. Yeah. I haven't really had too much fear yet, but you're also, when I was 35, I was exactly where you are. I think the later, I don't know, it, can, to us, it's not that late. Like mm -hmm. we're yeah. weirdos. We all get married late. We all get kids late to like, you know, the rest of the country. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what is this your third yeah. marriage? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. I did want to get certain things out of my system and I'm very, not out of my system, but like checked off yeah one of the things that i like to say is because it's not people think like we're sad clowns and stuff like making things and bringing your insides out and working with it you know what i mean like yeah. doing the digging mm -hmm. of an artist and making a show or doing stand-up and having those things seen is satisfying what I, what i'm going against is the idea that i think a lot of people are like yeah but you get it and then you, you realize you're just as miserable as you ever were. And I'm like, that, what, that hasn't been my experience. Be mm -hmm. Because if you can focus on the idea of making it is the thing. It's not if it's uh, billions of views or huge awards. It's just we do it because that's what comics do. Clocks tell time. Yeah. Artists make art. And you just kind of try and... The fact that we that. just get to do this. Yeah. That's the reward. Yes, we all want, we, we all want the Kevin Hart money. Sure. sure, but I mean, the, the fact that we're doing this and we don't have to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you would have uh, still had a kid at this time uh, or been trying for it had the show not been happening or going? That's a great question. That, that was probably a big check, yeah? I mean, you mean money or check? <laughs> no, check, check off the list of like because it wanting was, something substantial that you were working on. That's, I mean, I really hope this comes off as what it is, which is gratitude. It's, yep. not, mm -hmm. it's not cockiness. I'm just like, holy shit, I'm so grateful for this. Um, because it did make it made it easier. Yep. And then I remember, you know, season three got picked up after she was pregnant, and that's when you're really like, oh, oh fucking what thank God. Yeah. And even Judd knew before other people, and he was like, yep, now you're gonna be able to feed your baby. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not awesome. a good Judd, <laughs> but it's not terrible. It's not, it's not your Andre the Giant finding cold <laughs> peanuts, but it is. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I can't do it anymore. No, that's it. Uh, that's but but how but how fantastic is it that now you're you're gonna have that work coming in where you're not like well I got a baby now so I've got to go to yeah. Poughkeepsie I know I know and do jokes I mean you probably eventually will do I will that go tour. to Poughkeepsie yeah, yeah you go to I will happily go to, you know, go to Poughkeepsie you didn't want to offend jugglers God knows you don't want to offend Poughkeepsie uh, the good jugglers of Poughkeepsie. <laughs> One, one guy is like, Poughkeepsie. finally, my favorite <laughs> podcast is out. I hope nothing is said that would offend old Joel. 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 Yeah. Joel, juggler Joel, the juggler Joel. of Poughkeepsie. He says his full name every time. But it is, it's, you know, I'm glad that there's more and more TV because mm -hmm. it's less and less rare. Imagine what it was like in the 90s. There's like one comedian with a show. Yeah. Now there's like 15 comedians with yeah. shows. Yeah. And all of those shows you talked about are writing staff. You staff them up, then you cast them up. It's kind of like a rising tide lifting all the boats sort of thing. Yeah. And that's a big thing that Crashing is about. And it's fun. It's comics helping comics. And it's interesting to see uh, the show be about that while it hopefully can do that a little bit for the the community do you bring in new writers for a third season just to freshen it up or? we do mix yeah. it up a lot cool it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with performance no it's judd loves to get new people in new stories new experiences sure because i mean i'm i imagine a lot of the writing process is just listening to the stories of 
comics and yeah. writers as they came up. It's actually interesting. They'll tell me their story. It'll make me think of a story. Not to yeah. say that we won't use elements of their story. We absolutely mm-hmm. will. Like Jamie Lee tells the story of she got too many spray tans before her first Conan <laughs> and she looked orange. So it was like a carrot that stand up on Conan. <laughs> and that became the story of Henry shaving his beard before his TV was oh, right. So stuff like that. So it's not direct, but it is like what is the worst thing that could happen? It would make me think the first time I did premium blend, I couldn't stop clearing my throat. It was like this weird tick and I don't really have ticks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I almost lost Well, you're talking voice. about a lack of ticks is your tick. I noticed you do that a lot. Yeah. This guy won't stop talking about his fucking lack of ticks. He said tits or ticks. I don't know, but he won't stop. Uh, so we all just kind of go around the room and talk about like, what butterflies in the stomach looks like before your first TV. That thing. sounds super fun. Right? It is super right fun. right that way, yeah. And then I, I'm a big believer that the the trick of a writer's room is to become like one brain. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's why we try and look at our phones at the same time. I don't mind looking at phones, but we're going to do it together. You know what oh, I mean? Like, I just want us, whatever we're doing, if we're bored, if yeah. we're writing, if we're joking around, if we're bullshitting, let's just do it together. Because when you're, when I write, I check my phone. I check my email. Yeah. Like I'm constantly mm-hmm. in and out, daydreaming and fucking jerking off or whatever. Yeah, and in the room and it gets and weird. It's totally fine. Yeah, because <laughs> you all do it together. Yeah, we yeah. all masturbate <laughs> together. We all start masturbating together. But you know, Great. there are like Solomon uh, Giorgio. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's a Ethiopian black uh, gay male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get an Ethiopian black Fuck gay yeah. male in there. Uh, and and mix it up as much as you can. Get different perspectives as much as we can. Have you? There's uh, other people like that. He just came yeah, to mind. Yeah. Do you? Uh, um, and asking earlier about like the adjustment to New York. You spend there, uh, spent so much time there. But like living there at this stage in life and with the show and everything, is it a, a quick, easy adjustment? Because you're like, I'm making a TV show in New York, or. Are there aspects of it that you're, because of being in LA for so long? This is going to be a grape nuts answer. This is going to be fiber. This is going to be grape nuts. Old man. I just bought a bunch of socks because I was tired of my socks slipping down. That was never a concern of mine. (laughs) What I'm saying is get ready for lameness. On one hand, I'm like, I'm literally living a dream, the dream, meaning you live in LA, you write a show, you edit the show, you do all this stuff here. I love LA. And then you go to New York and you get to be in New York and and it's the best. I would say it's a little bit longer than I would elect to stay in New York because towards the end of the fourth month, you're kind of like, stop bumping into me (laughs) or whatever it is. And you become a New Yorker. Exactly. And and you just get a little bit higher strung. It's a great city. But like I keep saying, I'm 38. uh, I see Val, who's 28. She enjoys it a little bit more than I do. Mm -hmm. It has like a younger energy. And I'm just becoming like an oh hello character where I just like <laughs> good reference. And I just can't uh, I can't deal with it as much. Like I don't give a fuck about pizza at three AM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating pizza at three AM. I care more that I can't get like flax seeds <laughs> at two PM. That's very LA. Because yeah, I know. That's very LA. LA I think about this all the time as I wear my Lululemon pants. It's just like, <laughs> it's a strange place. It's sunny. You start mm. eating more avocados. I became a vegan after I lived here. Like all that. I'm Whoa. sorry. I apologize. No, but it's just right. like, I'm surprised that you're a vegan and it took you this long to bring it up. <laughs> Listen to the last episode I did. I'm sure it's yeah. the first thing I did. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's, it's the California of it. It's a little bit easier out here. It's sunnier out here. You yeah. just kind of find yourself 
wanting to go for more hikes and eating more avocados or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) Yeah. New York, I have a joke about how no one's a vegan in New York. Because if you take the six train to dinner and yeah. it rains and you get there, you want something to die for you. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry that fucking chicken couldn't make it. Yeah. But I get some fucking from Brooklyn. Yeah. Give me the fucking, I want the chicken to be killed in yeah. front of me. And I feel oh, that when crazy. I go to New York. Which, by the way, is what's missing from veganism is any sort of understanding or compassion <laughs> for all of the meat I ate right. and all of the meat our grandmothers ate and our ancestors ate and how it helped us evolve and grow. So I, I, every time I mention veganism, I do want to mention that I think there's a huge yeah. blind spot in veganism, which is we all just think we're better than you. It's not better. We need to appreciate what, what all that stuff got us mm-hmm. to. And I, I just like... Uh, now, <laughs> what will you say if your daughter wants to go into show business? I thought you were going to say vegan. She can eat whatever she wants. <laughs> Which I actually think is, is going to be interesting. Sure. I never had my dad just be like, look, I'm this way, but you don't have to. That's and good. I think that's going to sure. be like You're a You're going to take that thing. page out of that book. Well, my wife's not a vegan either. She uh, she actually just had a turkey sandwich yesterday because she hadn't had meat in years. But she did that offend you? It did offend me. <laughs> I was upset. As I wore my leather shoes, I was like, that offends me. <laughs> not right now. Uh, I... I've never thought about it. I just don't think I would love for my daughter to be uh, whatever she wants to be. Let's start mm-hmm. with that. That's the safe and correct answer. Yeah. I would love for her to be an artist because I think the meaning of life is creation. I really do. I think taking what we've been given and returning it mm-hmm. is literally the point of life. I think that's what we're participating in. So if that's an artist, I would like her to be an artist. It doesn't mean she has to be in the traditional arts. You can be an sure. architect or a dentist and, and still be representing yeah. what it feels like to be you. Would you want her to be a YouTuber? I mean, you know I don't want her to be a fucking YouTuber. <laughs> You're just trying to get a rise out of me now. Yes, sir. Who, who teaches I... blind people how to play the French horn. Oh. <laughs> so it's a vlog. You know, it's interesting. I mean, like, these are issues that we have to deal with, which is like everybody, her father is going to be in show business. His job is going to be hoisting himself up and going, look at how special I am. So it's going to be hard to be like, "Uh, get off that fucking Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just got to be a balance. I, Mm -hmm. I think if it's about creating, there's a way to be a YouTuber. The problem I think we have with YouTubers is because we get the feeling we might mm-hmm. not be right that they're doing it because they want to get fans right. they want to get famous uh and a lot of comics a lot of shitty comics are that way too yeah if she was a youtuber that was doing it because that's what it looks like inside of her mm-hmm. is jump cut videos of nothing <laughs> happening with graphics <laughs> flashing across the screen then i would say yeah go do that yeah go, mm-hmm. do whatever it looks like inside of you bring yeah. it out as long as it's not her. Are you trying to already do a lot of parenting research and books and get all the... Uh, not yet. We yeah. did listen to its heartbeat last night because Val bought a, a thing that you can listen to its heartbeat. Was that the first time? No, we heard it in the doctor's office. Okay. But now we... Like when we go home, I'm going to totally do it. Even just that sentence makes me want to cry. I don't know I why. Know. Isn't that it's, like a really... It's remarkable. It's crazy. And it really is a miracle. I mean, people say that. But yeah. like, if you think about it, like, think about a cell splitting into two cells. Okay, that is magic. Like, yeah. that's the fundamental building block that's of all of yeah. us. Something consumes enough matter to double its own mass, and then in one point wills itself to go whoop, like the Sklar brothers. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of become one becomes two. Mm-hmm. That's the fundamental principle of reality, and it's happening inside of my wife. So I do trip out on that a lot, and we talk to her, and we sing, and 
joke. I, I make la- Val laugh a lot. I'm very proud to say that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I like to know that the baby's in there like feeling the rush yes. of laughter. You want, you, what you a great want, observation. You, yes. you, you want her to be joyous That's exactly and laughing because right. then you, that transitions. Exactly. I know she's getting that same kind of boost from the from the laughing. It's beautiful. And, yeah, it's really lovely. Uh, do you play her like your albums and stuff? <laughs> like, like, no, I want her to laugh. So she comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Faces and Sounds. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Pete, it's kicking again. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be weird. I mean, she loves it? Oh. I, I, it'll be cool, I think. You know how you feel like if you could tell nine-year-old you that you're a comedian, how yeah. fun that would be? Yeah. I wonder... I'm really trying not to be a narcissist about it. I don't think I'm a narcissist. We all have tendencies. Yes, sure. So I don't want to think of my daughter as something that I, another thing through which I can see myself. Mm-hmm. Like, but I hope she thinks it's cool. Yeah, but yeah. isn't that, but. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. But, but you also being want your part of it to respect you. Sure. And admire. Well, Val and I talked about that. No matter what you're doing, if you're doing what you wanted to do and you worked hard to make it happen. Yeah. I think that's a good message, like a good example. Yeah. My dad did that. You know, I had yeah. that example with my father, you know, when he took over the home heating oil company at 38. That's a very, <laughs> very deep callback. 38 for this version yeah, of for the this story. Version. Yeah. On the 30th of this month, it'll be 39. How, how pumped are your parents? Have you told them? Are they going to listen excited. to this podcast and find out? No. no. They, they, you told them. Every once in a while, someone will introduce or tell my mother how to listen to podcasts. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> this is not for them. <laughs> like, talk about the book. Like, I'm writing all this weird shit yeah. about, like, sex and drugs and comedy. And I'm just like, I'm trying to get to a point where you can just tell my parents, it's just not for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll print out some chapters for you. But, but they watch the show. I know, and I wish they wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, it's really? funny, like, I mean, that's not really true. I don't mind. You'd be happy with them just knowing that you made it and be like, just hold on to that. I guess right. in the perfect world, they would watch it and appreciate it. They watch it and they get it in the way that they're able to get it. Sure. They think, they'll say things like, you looked handsome or something. That's my mom. <laughs> you look so handsome. She won't necessarily, you know, really Critique it the way that we are, the show. which exactly. is what you want, right? Right. You, that is, the, I suppose, the fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But the new fantasy now is getting to a point which I never would have imagined, which is you get to a place as an artist where you're like, what I, or, you know, I'm using the word artist lightly. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, whatever I'm doing is more important than what my parents think about it. And that took me a really long time to get to. Wow. That's and now stuff. when my in laws will say, like, we watch Crashing, and I'm like, do I want you to watch me going down on another <laughs> one? Like, is that really what we should? So I don't really know what to say. Yeah. You're, like, you're glad they are. Yeah, thank you. you. We don't really talk about it. Not to be rude, but we're just kind of like, thanks. And we sort of move on. Sure. Because it's weird. Yeah. Well, to go into the details so, of that. Yeah. In terms of certain things that have been portrayed on the show. Buddy. Yeah. I jerk off so much on the show. <laughs> There's so much of me jerking is that, off. Is, is it weird to act jerking, jer- jerking oh off? With Frank, are like he's got. I don't know how old he is, but he's older. Yeah, he's over fifty. Okay. So Frank, who did the sound for like Goodfellas and stuff, whoa, yeah, he's a legend. Has the boom over me, and I'm just laying in a bed. So there's a boom, two cameras, the the DP, everybody's there, and Judah, the writer, is like, maybe lick your lips. (laughs) Maybe lick your lips like salaciously, and I'm like. Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about acting, but I, if I have anything of value to say to people, yeah. uh, it's that it's embarrassing. And mm-hmm. as far as I can tell is the skill of acting is getting over how fucking weird it is. 
Yeah. You're in a room talking just like this. And then you're like, action. And I have to be like, how dare you talk to me? Yeah. Everyone knows yeah, you're right. fucking faking. Yeah. Right. And as mammals, we don't even like faking. It's weird that we like acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It That's is. a sociopath. Yeah. They can just turn it on. <laughs> Protect, yeah. And get, get rid of all those uh, extraneous distractions and it's just be like, crazy. this never happened, but it's happening. Right. And right. I'm, and I'll do it again and again and yeah. again. And you know, I'm full of shit. There's just something fundamentally wrong about it. But like the game, and you know, I know you both know, mm-hmm. is just forgetting yeah. that it's weird. <clears throat> yeah. And everyone mm-hmm. wants you, like auditions, right? They're awkward. All, now that I've sat on that side of the table where I'm yeah. auditioning people, all everybody wants is the same thing. The same thing as stand-up. Somebody who just comes in and is comfortable doing it. Yeah. Like that is that is like, if you can you do that, that yeah. you're, you're miles ahead of everybody. Yeah. Just coming in and being like, I know uh, it's acting, but I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, right. That's what the great act. I'm not saying I'm a great actor by any means. The great actors that I've worked with, mm-hmm. they weren't embarrassed. Yeah. Like in the Artie episode, the guy from The Sopranos, his name is John. I forget his last name. He played like one of Artie's kind of strung out friends. Yeah. He didn't care. He's right. doing snips. He's fidgeting like he's on, on heroin. And he just did it. And yeah. he did it again. He'd do it bigger. He'd do it smaller. Nobody had to tell him what to do. It was incredible. But with comics and, and newer actors, you have to be like, I know it's weird, but like really committing, it's like dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really committing is actually how you'll look less stupid. You yeah. think you'd think by holding back you'll look less stupid. No. But then you're just the guy holding his drink at the wedding while he dances, like and he yeah. looks stupider than the guy that's just having just a great going time. for it. Just let go. Just yeah. fucking own it and do it. I'm not saying be big. I'm saying don't be... Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember when, I, when I auditioned for the role of Pete for Crashing, they, told me, <laughs> they were like, he's not talking enough about his tics enough. He's too good looking. Next. <laughs> I don't understand. Where's the soft belly? You have... Uh, Where's the boob shadow? <laughs> and action. I don't know what, the, I don't know what things are. They're you you have, and I've told you this, like really... Uh, uh, settled into acting and like you're like oh thanks it's like a very natural I will say you know I appreciate that yeah man it's and, and the show would not work if you weren't as believable and uh, That's kind. subtle but like and you can tell you even you're growing through the show you know and thanks, you're just man. speaking to like the machine of the show and all the pieces uh, getting that, you're everyone's getting yeah better. man you can all see all the actors it, are getting yeah. better it, it's and it's you can really tell too because in the show you're giving more stakes and you're meatier scenes for you to act in totally. like that's a great representation of that. But the crazy thing about acting that I remember talking to Jed Hirsch about this. He, Jed, <laughs> Jed was saying that his name dropping. <laughs> uh, Jed was saying that a lot of actors don't get again the gratitude. They don't get to act this much. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's like it's a lot of acting. Yeah, right. And so you do get a little bit better because you get yes. to do it so much. And then you even get in between seasons because I, I. It's not that I have to, but I end up watching every episode like. 12 times should so right. you're really watching yeah. that game footage <laughs> oh, and man. you're like i should Which have been more is. subtle there yeah. i should have been i don't believe myself here and it's not that it's that unpleasant but like you can't wait i personally can't wait for season three to try and be and it's always smaller i've never watched and gone should have done that bigger it's always <laughs> could i have done it with less yeah great could, could i have well, jerked that's off all, that's a good sign less could i have jerked off less big i licked my lips too <laughs> yeah. severe. we didn't use the lick lip take vivaciously what was the word you said salaciously salaciously yeah. <laughs> every actor that i've interviewed on you made it where they all say do less they're just like listen and do less than you think because it's mm-hmm. picking up more than you know and when i watch i'm like geez 
my face is too <laughs> emotive. Well, because we're because <laughs> it's always it's so awkward that you're just standing still. You're like, I should I be know. doing something. You want to do something? I want to. I should. This be is where interesting acting, like Denzel Washington, is always like, that, "That's you." <laughs> he's always like drinking. Yeah, yeah. Or he's like touching face. Yeah, like, or like there's that, the screen. There's he's that thing about that. Brad Pitt always having something. Grapes. That it, yeah, grapes. Yeah. Something that he's eating. Yeah. Toothpick. I get it. I get yeah. the Bobby. The hardest acting that we do is if it's mm-hmm. just like Pete walk up to the store. Like it's just an exterior shot and they yeah. just need you to walk up. Cause you're going like, how do I walk? Walk like a, like, like don't think about yeah. act walking. Exactly. Yeah. Walk. It's like uh, phantom thread. You see Daniel day Lewis putting his yeah. socks on and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> what was he thinking about you? You know what I do? I, some, I forget. It might've been my act. Trying to have coach. story thoughts, right? I try and think, uh, I do math. I do math in my head. What are you doing? Like the uh, I'm literally schoolhouse going 17 rock? times four. When you're doing like an exterior walking. Somebody told me that that helps because then you huh. stop thinking about how you're walking. And I'm not sure it works, but every once in a while I would do math in my head. It's a great idea. To make it look like I wasn't thinking about acting. <laughs> are you going to. Now that seems like an eBay item. Write down all the problems you solved in your head during yeah. exterior walking shots wow. and sell, sell it. it on eBay. I think everything's that, a money opportunity. You can sell math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can sell math. Said the math Is major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you it. Can sell it. Crystal Wh- math. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. From the makers of Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a beverage you can sink your tooth into. Because <laughs> uh, of the meth. Uh, yeah. Um, what are you most pumped about this next season for? In, in life, this next year, because we're only a couple months into it. Well, baby. Oh, baby, baby show. Baby show. Those are going to fuse together at some point, right? Dude, I got to say, like, season one, I was a little bit more um, thoughtful going into it. Season two, I was just kind of like, I've done this before. So I rolled into it with less, less like visualization, less contemplation. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to get another crack at it because I think being a little bit more deliberate and preparing a little bit more and all that stuff will just make a better product. So like, it's not just making the show. It's like making the show better, yep. more seamless. Yeah. We were bad with like the writers, not, not terrible, but like I realized too late that you have to like check in with the writers. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't go to like producers Drake school. business school yeah. or anything yeah. I, I, or producers. There is no producer school. Well, there is, but I mean, I didn't know yeah. any yeah. of these things. So I'm just like, well, they probably want to be left alone. And little did I know, like it would have been really helpful to check in with Greg or check in with Beth or any mm-hmm. any of the wonderful writers and just be like, "Are you okay?" Because it's a system; it's like a flow chart. Yeah. They're pitching jokes, and maybe that goes to the showrunner, but the showrunner's stressed, and he's working on this, and then oh, the, the, the alt never gets to me, and mm-hmm. then they're frustrated, and then I'm frustrated that I'm not getting alts. So you really do have to do all this like fucking. You're kind of a messenger for bullshit. all, yeah. <laughs> Well, you, it's not bullshit. It's 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 business yeah. school stuff. We're trying to get things to somewhere quicker than it could be, just to kind of. And some of my friends that are that are CEOs and stuff, I'm just, I talk to them and I'm just like, "What do you do?" And it's not that hard. It's just like once a week, once every other week, you just meet and you go, "Yeah, what's going on? Is there on? anything wrong? Yeah. Just talk to me." But uh, that's why we, we're back to saving energy. If you can save energy by not riffing too much mm-hmm. that energy that you use you can go over to the writers and be like hey can we talk for a minute how are you feeling and that sort of stuff it's really it's not sexy it's not that interesting but that is what i'm learning that's awesome <laughs> hey but learning is sexy and you know learning who said is that? sexy kareem abdul jabbar thank you thank you god damn it thank you i wanted to come up with it but i go you're the guest you can have this one 
So generous, Adam Ray. By the way, not a better answer. Because <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar never said that. And if he did, it no, was after didn't. a rebound. Yes. Learning is sexy, and he, bitch. And he said it to me. <laughs> he dunked it. And he dunked it. Yeah. He boxed out because last time the guy got the rebound over him and he said to the guy who he boxed out. Learning is sexy. Yeah. Because he just learned how yeah. to not have that happen. And he had a raging boner. Pete. Uh, we look forward to seeing you three. This is an honor. I've Dude, never had yeah. so many crashing questions. Dude, it's I mean, and yeah. I, it's, it's very, For real? it's an honor. People are not. I, I mean, you might do like press and they'll ask yeah. questions, but it was really sweet of you guys to like, well, we've seen, want to talk about, we've seen show. every episode. We're fans. I, I just, but I, I think a little bit of my perspective, that's not where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. It was a treat. Oh, good. To be able to talk. Well, about I'm it. always uh, apprehensive to like go too much with that stuff. Cause I'm like, assuming you talk about it so much, but uh, it's also like, to me it's, and having to get to know you a little bit more over the years and like, like to get your own show like this and yeah. and and then ha now it's going to its third season the whole process of it too is just so fascinating you know what I I'm saying I appreciate that well it's and a show about, about our world is like even extra you know what I'm saying like yeah. there's so much to relate to even though it's not sexy not everything I said was sexy or like really interesting in like a broad sense if there's any comedians or creative people or anybody that listen and go like oh shit <laughs> like what I'm saying is podcasts are helping us spread information yeah and that information will help you guys help anybody listening when that next thing comes to go like what what yes. what did they figure out before me because before i think everybody just had to reinvent the wheel yeah. every time and now when i'm asked when i'm asked to jerk off in front of a room full of strangers yeah, again i'm gonna be able to do it well yeah just <laughs> just remember do some math in your head <laughs> 69 plus 69. <laughs> I don't know what sort of guest stars you have coming up, and I'm sure you're like now people to the point where people are, I mean, I come, coming so. at We'd you. I like to swing right? a little bit bigger, yeah. Um, but uh, just if you can at some point, and it doesn't have to be Kareem, but somebody who looks like Kareem <laughs> saying learning is sexy in some in some scene. It doesn't have to make sense. Oh, my God. It could be God. seeing you learning about a joke that you did at a previous show didn't work, <laughs> and he was at both shows. I was actually picking it more abstract that it's like an exterior. <laughs> like, it's an exterior, and it just pans over, and he's looking right down the barrel, and he goes, hey, learning is sexy, and then the scene starts. It never acknowledges it. That's why you have your own show. That's, that's the kind of vision that's the kind of I bring genius. to the home box office network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, thanks for thanks for by. having me. I'll always do the show. I love you guys. Thank you, buddy. Show that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone you know. But what should I tell them? Well, you can just tell them that. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brent.
Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.